From F.E. Warren Air Force Base in Cheyenne, Wyoming, this is Missile Minutia, the official podcast of the 90th Missile Wing and Team F.E. Warren. Hello again and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tech Sergeant Tyler Placey. And I'm Glenn Robertson. Thanks for tuning in. Sergeant Placey, what did you think of the last town hall? I thought it was fantastic. There were a lot of good questions that came in and a lot of good information that came out of those questions. Completely agree with you, man. Sadly, it started off with some hard news that rocked the Mighty 90 family last week. Unfortunately, we lost one of our own to suicide last Thursday. Colonel Bonetti started the town hall with some words about that. I just want to thank everyone that uh, was there last week and helped all of our teammates as we went through um, losing uh, one of our members to suicide. These are never easy. It, it, it's, it's incredibly hard, and one is too many. Uh, I just want everyone to know that there's... Please, you know, we've talked about this so many times. Please don't suffer in silence. Uh, please don't don't think that you know that that the only decision you have to make is one that that is irreversible. We we can help. We can get better. We can work towards a better tomorrow together. So please, um, I don't want to answer a lot of questions out of respect for the family as we go through this. Uh, but I will tell you that uh, there isn't a community that's not hurt by by a suicide. And we have second and third order uh, uh, victims that happen every single time from the people that provide care to the people that are just there who are around them that are friends and family to uh, to the neighbors to to everyone that uh, to everyone that's near them co-workers uh, and people that just look into them as examples uh, that these aren't easy to do and these are very hard hard times for all of us so uh, I don't want to ignore it, and I want you to know that, that we had a tragedy, uh, and I want you to know that uh, there's a lot of people hurting. I, I, I won't lie, I'm hurting. Um, I, I just I, There's so many questions for me on this one. I don't know what to do to get all the answers that we want to get. Um, but I'm willing to work and, and talk to anyone that wants to talk with me and talk through this. And I ask everyone that needs that help to please, please, please come up. Don't be silent. Don't suffer. And let's talk to somebody and work through those parts before we make decisions that are are irreversible and hurt so many people. So I just want to put that out there and, and, and say, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of out there families that are hurting out there for this one. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, this this hurts. And let's get through this together, okay? We are a team. We are a family. Uh, this These are things that happen to us all the time. Uh, we need to make sure we're caring for our airmen and their families. Uh, their safety is at the top of our list, and that means their well-being, mental health well-being, their spiritual well-being, their physical well-being. So let's let's uh, let's team up on this one and get better. Okay. We're going through some strange times, but I'd like to echo what the boss said. If you're in a bad spot, don't suffer in silence. We want you to get help and recover. There are people who care about you. Sergeant Placey, what was the next on the list? Chief and Colonel B did a quick-fire Q&A session. You'll likely figure out what the yeses and nos are. Are we still in HPCon Charlie? Yep. I am moving in January of 2021. With all of the report no later than dates getting postponed, am I affected right now? Nope. Wyoming's out-of-state visitor requirements are no longer required to quarantine people for 14 days after they enter the state. Do we still have to self-quarantine when we come in from out of state? 
Yep. Can I go to restaurants downtown if I'm not in DSI? Yep. Are retiree hours, the Tuesday and Thursday hours, still being implemented? Yep. Can I visit my friends in Colorado if they're military? Nope. Is Gate 5 going to open up tomorrow? Nope. Oh, Gate 5 open up one June, or in June, in June. Yep. Are we still required to wear face coverings when we can't be more than six feet apart? Yep. Can my family from out of state come and visit me? Nope. Are the children's playgrounds open? Nope. Can we play baseball or the um, group sports out at the baseball fields or on the playgrounds? Nope. Can I have 25 people at my coronation if six foot distance can be adhered to? Yep. So that was the Q&A session. Hopefully you got something out of it. If not, some of those questions were elaborated on in more detail moving forward. Speaking of more detail, it seems like they're expanding on COVID testing on base. Yeah, that's right. Just yesterday, the med group tested more than 250 people who are asymptomatic but have work responsibilities out in the missile field. Let's hear more about that from Colonel B and Major Wolf. Yeah, so uh, as part of the, the effectiveness of what we're doing in the missile field <clears throat> to continue having risk reduction activities, we, will, uh, we have started uh, Tier 1 testing for asymptomatic folks. Uh, which means that we have enough test kits to start doing asymptomatic testing for folks. The, uh, the ultimate goal of this is to, A, uh, maybe we can shorten the, the amount of time folks are in DSI because we can do asymptomatic testing and then they can go into DSI at a shorter period of time and then be able to go out to the field. But we need to make sure that we get through this first phase and figure out exactly what the results tell us. Right now, I think it's going to tell us asymptomatic people don't have it. I think I know that. I think I need to get to the next step, uh, which is what what is the a benefit of doing asymptomatic testing mm -hmm. for tier one folks, and then how do we uh, how do we apply that to the normal rotational schedule? So I, I think we're we're looking at that. By the way, I, uh, again, when it comes to field operations and field rotations, I, I'm not going <coughs> to talk about that for OPSEC reasons. Uh, so I, I, it's something else that we're 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 continuing to look at and evaluate. But right now, I'm not. I can't talk about that. Uh, on this kind of medium? It's an antigen test, it's not the antibody test. So it's the regular test when you go out and get tested to see if you have COVID or, you have, or you're affected by SARS-CoV and have COVID. So that was a major muscle movement for the med group, but you know they've been keeping busy. I get the feeling that may be a bit of an understatement, Glenn. The next clip is going to discuss a little more about DSI. Uh, we talked about DSI, and it's part of the game. We, uh, we signed up for this. We know what DSI requirements are. Um, you need to take every effort to distance yourself from those uh, events and keep yourself in disciplined self-isolation. The only DSI activities that are approved at this time are with other folks who are practicing DSI. Well, that's what we said. That's where we're at. It hasn't changed yet because uh, there's no more effective way of uh, preventing community spread than not being in the community, right? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I don't mean to be flippant, but uh, we know what DSI means, and uh, that's not a, it's, there, there is, because there's a little leak doesn't mean it's carte blanche to get out of DSI. We, you have a responsibility and it's signed, and we know what those assignments are for DSI, uh, so follow the rules of DSI. Well, the long and short of it, is those folks on DSI need to adhere to the rules of DSI. What came next, Glenn? 
So the next few sound bites deal with some of the FSS facilities like the Gym Hours and the New Adventure Park. Um, we haven't, have we made any, we haven't made any additional adjustments, right? No, not since the, I think the fitness center, uh, the masks, but that was the only one that we've made since then. Yeah, so we haven't made any adjustments over the week to any of the openings that we have, but we have learned through data, which is the best way to figure those out, what's the best uh, use of the facilities, right? So for the gym, there's some changes coming. Uh, for the times, because the, uh, the some of the times that we were doing them there, there wasn't any utilization happening, or at least the utilization wasn't enough uh, to justify keeping the gym open for a person. Uh, so we are we are, we got to do this as a huge population, right? So uh, it needs to be uh, the benefit for the population. So we are. Uh, I know that FSS has already taken a look at that. They've already given a recommendation. Uh, they're they're going to be implementing that recommendation here in the near future. Uh, I think it'll probably be after the holiday at least. So, uh, but they have full carte blanche to do that when they can and do it smartly. So we, we look forward to seeing what those look like. So again, that's also part of the opening up the adventure park and what that looks like. So I will tell you that the, uh, the, the, as they work to open up the adventure park, the driving range is part of that. And so they'll smartly open that when they can do social distancing to make sure you're getting the, the, the safety and security when you're doing your recreational activities. Uh, if I'm walking by there, don't, don't hit me with that, yeah. that thing. Right? I walked through there the other day. It really looks good. I gotta tell you, uh, I saw what they did with the paintball uh, area. I saw what they did with the ax throwing area. Um, I know where they're putting up the, the, uh, the whole drive-in theater. Boy, it, man, that's amazing. It's a transformation. And so it's pretty amazing to watch those folks out there. This is a lot of hard work to get you services that, you, that everyone's demanding, that, that you want. They're also doing something really cool with organizing some drive-in movies. They field the questions about who can participate and what's playing. Uh, at this time, it's uh, active duty, families, reservists, uh, guardsmen, all of the folks that have access at this time with that restriction, it's open for those folks. I'm telling you, what was great about the way that FSS went about looking at this is they looked at some activities that would help out uh, with uh, some families, and so they got some of the younger movies in there. And then, uh, to top it all off as the, the piece de resistance, they decided to go with uh, one of the Star Wars movies. But the good news is, is that this isn't the only time we're doing these things, right? We're gonna make the drive-in movie theater a thing, right? So we're gonna, we're working really hard to make this a thing, and again, we wouldn't have been able to do it without the amazing staff over in the, uh, the Force Support Squadron that absolutely is crushing it, making sure that we have a whole bunch of activities. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. The, the, uh, the, the, I didn't like the live action Lion King myself, but... Uh, I seen it. No? It just seems weird to me. It seems like we're lying. <laughs> <laughs> like Colonel B said, while some folks aren't able to participate right now, the FSS is constantly working to ensure more folks are able to enjoy these drive-in movies in the future. Keeping with the FSS, let's see what they had to say about the CDC. Yeah, um, it's official. I, I guess I would ask uh, the FSS, uh, please work with folks. Uh, the 26th might be the day that the, the employees are coming in to, to make sure that they get the right amount of employees. The problem is, uh, Tiffany, is that uh, we can't jump into... Uh, saying that we can take 300 people or 300 kids right away, right? We can't jump into that because we don't know how many employees are coming back. What we do know is that 
there's more than a dozen employees that are considered at-risk uh, employees, right? So the first part of that is we can't force them to come back. Uh, so if they choose to come back and, and start work again, then we can figure out what the class sizes are going to be and what the age requirements are. And don't forget that every age group has a different requirement for the number of providers that has to watch that age group and the number of uh, kids that each of the providers can watch. So the answer is they, they probably don't know because the math isn't solid yet because they don't have, they don't know what X and Y equals, so we don't know what Z is going to equal when you add those two together. Um, I, I'm going to tell you to, to keep being active with those folks, keep working through this. I think that uh, it will be flexible in the beginning, and I think it'll be a growing capacity. So I don't think it's, uh, I don't think day one it comes back in and boom, we're on. I think it's, I think it's a, it's a small uh, increment that grows and grows and grows until we get back to full capacity, uh, because people aren't going to just jump right back into it. I think they're going to wait. I mean, that. What do you got? Well, I'm sure there are a lot of parents who are happy to hear that. What's next on the agenda, Glenn? Well, Sergeant Placey, base access is a topic that comes up pretty frequently. One question that came up was about the opening up of Gate 5. So there's a lot of things wrong with all that statement. So, uh, so the, the first answer is the airmen that are in, uh, uh, are in the Plains Hotel are in restriction of movement. Okay, so that means that they they should be restricting movement to ensure that they are asymptomatic prior to interacting with the base population. So uh, they have gone through areas that are potentially hot spots for this kind of thing. The second part is coming up from Colorado Springs, um, Colorado Springs is still not clean either. I mean, mm -hmm. at this point, there's still a pretty good community spread going down there. And certainly all the way up 25, mm -hmm. uh, we're seeing that. Now, I, I think Colorado, and this is Pete Benetti, as I look at the numbers and we see them every day, they seem to be on the like the 300 to 400 ish kind of kind of level at this point every day of new cases of new cases, um, and, and that's for the state of the size of the state is fantastic. I mean, I think they're they're doing great getting after this. But don't forget the safer at home restrictions are still in effect. I realize it's phase two, but phase two still says if you don't need to be out, you shouldn't be out, and you should still be doing safer at home which means for recreation or for personal travel, it should be within your own community, which is 10, defined in Colorado as 10 miles from your home of residence. So, so the answer is, I don't think your state wants you to do it, and uh, my answer is I want you to keep your urban safe, so please know. Speaking of access, we also received a question about when we might start looking at offices and workplaces across Effie Warren opening up for non-essential personnel. I'll tell you, every facility is game, right? And so the, the name of the game is safety, all right? So at this point, as we work through each of these things, each of, the, each of the places, so what I will tell you is the groups did a wonderful job of going through every single one of their workplaces. And they told me which workplaces can and can't support uh, there are folks coming back in and which ones can't do six foot of social distancing or physical distancing uh, and which ones will have to wear masks. They, they, they've gone through all of it. They also let me know how many at-risk folks they have, which will you know tell me in each of the units where they're able to, to have telework, where they're able to not do telework, uh, where they're going to hurt, where they're going to not hurt, where, you know, that, that kind of thing so the unit can perform its mission. And that includes every single non-appropriated fun activity as we start looking at ways to, to continue providing services that folks need on base. 
the answer is every day, I guarantee you, someone in the force support squadron is figuring out a way to bring you something more. And they're trying to do it very safely because they're going to work with the medical group, they're going to work with uh, safety, they're going to work with their leadership, they're going to work with their first sergeants and chiefs and their commanders, and they're going to figure out what's the best way to do this for you. Essentially, it looks as though we'll start funneling more people in when it's deemed safe to do so. The next question that came in had to do with PT tests and if there were any news or updates. So far, no official guidance. They are looking at three different COAs and um, they're presenting that to Headquarters Air Force right now. So I imagine by the end of the week, we should have official guidance on whether PT testing is going to resume one June or whether it's going to be postponed maybe 42-day acclimation period or um, there's there's a couple different codes out there I don't want to list them all um, but they are looking at that and as soon as official word comes down um, I shoot that out immediately so you uh, for all the active duty members at least you will get it right away and all the UFPMs should receive it a couple different ways from me if you're on the NCO distro uh, box or airman distro box or senior NCO distro list, or uh, through your UFPM channels. So you will receive the official notification um, within 24 hours of us receiving it. So it sounds like we should be hearing about expectations for PT tests pretty soon. It seems like another hot button issue is travel. Seems like a certain place. A lot of people are interested to know what's expected of them as far as traveling in and out of the area. First question was about non-essential overseas travel. Yeah, I, I would tell you that... Uh... I think that the minimum is 30 June. I think that that I would probably say that it's it's probably going to be reevaluated at that time. But based on the the world pandemic situation and the the type of country you're going to and the level uh, that the the World Health Organization is assessing that country at, so uh, if you go into a country that uh, is still having a problem with it, probably not. Uh, if you go into a country that's got it under wraps and, and has the right mitigation things in effect, then, then yes, I think that might happen. Uh, those will be sooner than later. Doc, what do you think yes, about sir. that? Yeah, I agree, sir. I think so. That's spot on. Yeah. There are some places that are doing very well. And right now, there's some countries that are doing very well, and they're actually asking tourists not to come because they yeah. want to contain what they have right now. But at some point, I, I foresee that they will also open up to tourism. So I agree, sir. That's coming down the pike. Yeah, if I were you, I mean, if, if they allow it. Uh, New, Zealand, New Zealand, right? Yeah, sir. That's New the place. That's Those the guys. That's awesome. Yeah. Keeping with travel, we had a question about out-of-state leave. Yeah, uh, I will tell you it depends, right? So some local leave is still in effect, so you can still take local leave. So if you happen to be very fortunate and someone is living in the uh, areas that we have defined as open here in Wyoming, as well as in Nebraska and within the, the restrictions that General Stoss has been able to to apply for us and, and, and allow us to have an exception beyond the one hour, uh, sure, knock yourself out. If it's, uh, I gotta go to Arkansas or Florida or uh, Maryland, that's it's not right now, I would say it's sometime after 30 June. You stop movements in effect, uh, it was just reevaluated, it was just renewed for 15 more days, it will be reevaluated every 15 days, but uh, Secretary of Defense Espers has, uh, has said that that is still in effect. Travel is definitely on people's minds. It's almost like they've been indoors for nearly two whole months. The next question was about PCSing in from overseas. So the problem with that is, uh, no, that, that's a good question. 
Uh, so I, the United States will probably make him quarantine at port of entry, uh, but then you will travel through states, typically through Denver, uh, states that are considered to be high risk for us at this point in time. So we will probably add some time to that. Um, let's work on what that time looks like and talk about what the DSI restrictions were beforehand and what the interim looked like for that person so that we can, we can be smart about how much time we add and how much risk we're willing to take. And then there might be something on the other side of that. Like uh, we, we say that they need to, uh, but let's, let's make sure we're using the right term. This is a restriction of movement. It's not discipline self-isolation, right? So we're talking about restriction of movement for this person. So um, as they come here, maybe the right thing to do is to have them in restriction of movement uh, in their home, right? So they're with the family. So let, let's, uh, I, I probably need more details that uh, make a full assessment, but I, I think I'm pretty close on that one. Uh, we don't want anyone stuck. Now we're going to move over to picking people up at the airport. Glenn, what do you got for us? Yeah, we got a few questions about people inbound and people visiting. Let's get to those. Now we're going to make them ride a bicycle. Yes, yeah, we will. Uh, we will. We listen. We're going to. What? What? The way that the military works, we're going to. And, and uh, as I need your airman to be telling all of these details to his supervisor, to his first sergeant, to his commander, so they can help him craft a plan that keeps both of you safe and still allows you to get married. So uh, that's why I asked, tell us what the details are, because I know there's a first sergeant out there who is ready to see this kind of amazing news uh, happen for you uh, and, and absolutely wants to make those things happen. Uh, and a commander who is absolutely willing to, to bend bars and, and make the world go in uh, the other direction, just to make sure you guys are able to, to come together and, and uh, form a union. Uh, so please, 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 uh, thank you for, number one, not being silent as you talk about this, but give us the details on the other side of this, and so let, the, let those folks start working them for you. Here's probably my favorite question of the night from someone who wants to visit so she can marry her airman. We will do everything we can to make sure you can get married to your airman. And I love the fact you called him your airman. That is kind of awesome. So I don't know what you're with, but please let us know in the comments, and we will make sure that we can uh, facilitate your marriage. Congratulations. That's awesome. The last couple questions dealt with getting out and getting sun and the benefits of working out. Let's go to Major Wolf about why we should all be getting exercise right now this is there are actually studies that show that exercise has amazing mental health benefits and that's whether that's someone that actually is suffering from depression or not but they have actually done studies where there are people on medications for depression they work out they get it whatever you like to do it doesn't have to be running specifically and they actually found that a lot of people can wean off of medication so it is a great uh, it, it is a great medication for anxiety depression or just bored boredom you know, so really, I, I really would emphasize if you can get out there and work out just in general for your health, and I'm not going to mention blood pressure, you know, weight, those kinds of issues. There's a lot of intangibles, but. You know, Sergeant Placey, I might not have to pass a PT test anymore, but I could definitely use the exercise. The last question we had was about participating in Kids Little League, but there are definitely some ideas that go beyond just the baseball diamond in this one. Not at all. Uh, again, I need you. Listen, they're not going to do. They're going to do little league, and they're going to put in the restrictions that we need. So let's talk for a second. That's a that brings up a really good uh, discussion, right? So um, as we talk about the restrictions being lifted downtown for folks that are on either you know just doing normal social distancing, 
Doc, the discussion I think that you and I had, and, and Chief, uh, as we went through this, we want you to follow the state, the city, and the county rules. Um, that, that's all we're asking. So if, if your Little League is saying, hey, we're, we're starting Little League, uh, but your kids got to wear gloves using the bat, or we're going to wipe down the bat afterwards, mm -hmm. or whatever's acceptable. I, I think we're Agreed. good, right? Absolutely, sir. People, you yeah. need to go out and enjoy your life, have fun, do the activities that you and your kids like to do, and do it safely. So absolutely, I would just follow whatever guidelines they set up and have fun. Be As safe. they always do, Colonel Benetti and Chief had some words of support to close out the town hall. Let's see what Chief had to say. Yeah, well, all positive vibes um, out your your way. So thanks for tuning in. And I just want to say, um, you know, keep a keep a positive outlook on everything that we're going through. Uh, like I said, we're we're in this together. Just because uh, we're social distancing doesn't mean that we are socially, you know, distanced from each other. We're we're still together. We're still a family. We're still a team. And um, I love 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 being a part of the Mighty Ninety. Every amazing day that I have starts out with two things, uh, positive thinking and a workout. No kidding. Every amazing day that I have starts out with those things. So I try really hard to start my days like that. And so find what motivates you, find what keeps you positive uh, through the tough times and um, go after it. So thanks a lot again for tuning in. As always, we get some real inspiring words from Chief. Let's turn now to Colonel Benetti. Thank you. We're on the gate today, and uh, first of all, thanks to our amazing defenders who uh, let us come on that gate today and, and uh, be out there and answer some of the questions for folks as they came through the gates. It always helps us to be able to do that. It really helps us to, to have that interaction, and, and certainly uh, sometimes when we get the, the less than happy folks with us, it's always, hap it's always good for us to be there to, so you can just tell them to go to us. And, and what the chief told me today was... Uh, my lane is always the slowest because apparently I'm a social butterfly. So it, it may be true that I am totally slowing the chief down. So, uh, and if you've ever talked to me, you always know that I'll tell you that uh, if you want to get work done on this base, talk to the chief. Uh, because uh, quite frankly, uh, and, I, and I am amazed. Uh, first of all, we have amazing leadership across this entire base and an incredible workforce. But one of the things that always amazes me is the, uh, the, the, the professionalism and the expertise that we have within our chiefs here on this base. This is a really incredible, incredible base to have such a great and powerful group together and working so hard. Uh, it's pretty awesome to watch. So um, I rely on their wisdom and expertise. Um, and I, when I said wisdom, I wasn't referring to Chief Bradley. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but his expertise, absolutely. <laughs> oh, he deserved that one. He can, he's a big boy. No, seriously, honestly, it's all the Chiefs. It's every single one of them. They, they, uh, to keep us on the right and straight and narrow path every day so that we're not wasting efforts, wasting airmen's time, and being uh, the most professionally and productive force that we continue to have. So I, I've always believed the enlisted force best runs the enlisted force, and this is a prime example of how that works. So, and just knowing that, I will tell you that I, I rely on, on so many people's uh, uh, inputs as we go through all of the activities that we do. And I know this is trying on so many people, including families. So as we work through all of the issues with COVID-19 and certainly the other issues that we deal with in our lives, I can tell you that uh, our priorities haven't changed. It remains our priority to make sure that our airmen and their families are safe, are, are happy, are productive. And it also remains that way because our, the, what we give to national security remains uh, the nation's backstop for security. We are the foundation 
of national security. The capabilities that we have are like none other. And it's all because of the folks that we have providing that capability every single day. Otherwise, it's just a machine. It's just a machine with no one operating. But our airmen make that work every single day. So I thank all of you that are out in the field this week doing that. Um, I know that the, we've got a great holiday coming up this weekend. And I know that we've had a lot of great suggestions from the field to include uh, making sure that we could do a, some kind of barbecue menu out in the field for folks out there to feel like they're part of the Memorial Day celebration. The answer is yes. We will, uh, they've already been planning on that. They're already ready to go with that. And I know the operations group, the amazing operations group that we have, is already uh, ready to get all of the, the propane tanks to be able to have the, the, the fun uh, time out there with the grill and then, uh, of course, knock everything else out. What I'll tell you is I know this continues to be stressful on everybody. Everyone has, and they take stress different ways. I just need everyone to understand that we're in this together. It's one family, it's one fight. Okay, so if you need help, tell somebody. We're all here together, we're all gonna get through this together. So, no question's a bad question. Uh, there's no wrong answers. They're just answers that we need to form better maybe next time. Maybe we need a little more information to make that right answer. So congrats to the uh, soon-to-be newlyweds. Uh, and congrats to all of you, because I'll tell you, <coughs> even with the uh, indications that, I well, know everyone's like, oh my God, what's the coffee go? <laughs> uh, even with the indications that we had from last time with the restrictions that we did, you all have done amazing with that. I have seen so many folks doing wonderful things, and it's great to see uh, the base alive, alive with folks doing things. So we want to continue doing that, but we want to do it smartly. We'll continue to be deliberate in our movements. We'll continue to think through this and make sure that we're making this with the utmost of our safety in mind. So if there's any questions, please, please, please don't have them in the back of your mind and not ask them. Ask them. Let's get that out there. Let's not suffer in silence and let's have those, those discussions. Okay, folks? So uh, until next time, Mighty 90, we'll see you soon. And as usual, some really helpful and supportive words from the boss. So that's it for us and this episode of the podcast. We hope to see you next week.